With high expectations, human beings create anime to see cool robots. However, the Sunrise Animation Studio gains great power and dominates the robot genre in the name of justice and peace. The year is After Jesus 2019, Operation Gundam Heroes. In a move to counter Sunrise's tyranny, podcasters of certain colonies scheme to bring new content to Earth disguising it as a recap show for Gundam Wing. However, little do these casters know just what they're getting themselves into. I know. <laughs> I, don't. I, I am blind on this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's season three. What's up? Uh, yeah, it's Gundam Wing. Uh, I'm here. It's me, Ty Tuesday. With me, as always, is uh, Kuvo. Hello. Vickis. That's me. And for season three, we also have with us uh, Serene Dragon. Hello. Hello. And uh, for some reason, we're watching Gundam Wing. Because <laughs> it's great. Um, it's... So, yep. So, I, 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 <laughs> my I feel this should be stated that, like, so good recap show, everybody. Let's call it a night. <laughs> Gundam uh. was written by a bunch of people who liked kung fu movies for, like, the age six to ten demographic. Well, Gundam Wing was written by a whole bunch of people huffing paint out of a paper bag for like the edgy twelve to seventeen demographic, and it really oh shows. Oh my god! Yeah. It's like it, it, it's like all they were doing was just vignettes of cool shit for <laughs> teens. But like, oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely too stupid that. for teens. Like I would have, I would have been like, this is a disgrace. Like, I, I guess immediately the historical thought and the reason I get it is because the other things on like available at the time because this was like right at the beginning of Toonami stuff too. Toonami like an old swim in America at least. I, yeah, I think it aired in two thousand nine. Yeah, which was right around yeah, it was when two thousand and I. Started. I think it was literally the first year, yeah, of it. Um, so that was about all a lot of people had for anime. Was that, or you had like Angry Beavers and Invader Zim and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, Rugrats. So it didn't have much competition, but yeah, wow. We should we just go ahead and get started? We're doing four episodes at a time, by the way, because uh, we're gonna need more time to talk about this dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. Look, I need someone to explain this show to me. That's why I'm here. I need someone to explain this why to does me. Why this exist? Well, I don't know if I can answer all of your I don't know, existential questions about this, but I'll I'll try as best I can. Thank you. Um, Holy shit. Episode one, it starts out with uh, the OP is a like 90s electro pop or something dun, dun, like that. Dun, 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 yeah. It's, uh, you know, for all the shit I'll give Wayne, the one thing I will give them is some of the music they have, and it's pretty good. Um, but anyway. They the, have one really good theme that they play 70 times oh, yeah, in yeah. four episodes. Also, the second, is what it is. The second opening, which, by the way, starts around like episode 40 or something for whatever reason, is probably the best opening in all of the Gundam franchise, in my opinion. But, oh, no kidding. All yeah. right. Um, the one thing to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, that'll keep my spirits up by thinking about a good Gundam song when I'm dealing with <laughs> a teen setting his own bones i guess <laughs> Look over 200 bones oh he's so busted up. okay we gotta start yeah okay so uh the opening is a bunch of pretty teens the various ethnicities looking around and posing also there are gundams posing there's a not char um so the episode starts uh the shuttles takes off from the colony and uh it gets blown up by these mook suits which are leos not zakas oh, no. they're different um the narrator and the we're watching the English dub, by the way, which you definitely should watch. Um, oh, the so narrator much. actually oh, the delivery is pretty good. Is very the delivery. good. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, makes it sound very official, stated like it's a civil war reenactment shit or something. It's written in like present tense, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Now you say that, I guess it is. Yeah. 
Um, but there's a montage, yeah. and he's talking about how humans left Earth to try to go into space, and they had high hopes and all that. But then, you know, the Earth government said, oh, we can't let these people do what they want. And the Earth United Sphere Alliance, they call it. Uh, they took over the colonies in the name of justice and peace, and it's obvious that the narrator has disdain for them. Um, our story starts in Meteor Res and after Colony uh, 195, and we see Operation Meteor going on. Um, the colony citizens don't like it being uh, controlled by the Earth Alliance. This is a common theme in Gundam shows, and <laughs> it cribs a lot. So um, the colony citizens decide to uh, send some weapons to Earth, uh, disguised as shooting stars, apparently. But uh, the Alliance HQ knows this is happening. <sighs> Sorry. Okay, so <laughs> disguising something as a shooting star. So the thing is about a shooting star, right? It's a meteor, So yeah. it's like a rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty different from a robot. <laughs> it's, no. It's kind of a dumb plan, really. Or in this case, a space shuttle. That yeah, you don't know half of the dumb plan because they haven't said it yet because that'll be in episode but, 30 or so. But even but. just like <laughs> five of them at the same time is kind yeah. of dumb because you don't get that. Yeah. yeah, so in this place where they are concerned that people might try to smuggle weapons in, there are five meteor f- shooting wow, stars landing weird... at the same time <laughs> that no one looked into or checked out, and also somehow meteorologists in a world where technology exists to build a Gundam did not realize this was going to happen any time before, because, like... The- <laughs> well, they kind of go into that. So after we get the title card, which is the shooting star she saw, um, there's a bunch of people, like a bunch of soldiers on the space station. They're like, wow, there's meteors going to Earth. We should go tell Zex about this. And Zex is our not-char of the series. Um, we see a and shot of... by not-char, Char as novel is, like a major character in original Gundam and in quite a few uh, things related to it. Uh, and this motherfucker literally like is wearing a red outfit with some blonde hair and a mask that covers the top half of his face. It's a very iconic design. If you look it up, you probably like, if you, even if you don't think you've seen it, you've probably seen it. Yeah. In I just mean, some I, form of media. I literally asked, is that the guy that everyone knows from Gundam? <laughs> and I was and, like, and no, just like, no, that isn't actually the guy that everyone knows. I also, <laughs> I legitimately, I know Char, and I thought it was Char at first. I'm like, oh man, they really fucked up Char on this one. And then, like, you say, you like, say Char with the soft C, while I say with the hard C. I wonder how many people get angry between that. Well, you should just continue to keep doing it so we can piss off both sides. Yes. What, Char? Yeah. Yeah. Char, Char is, okay, you know what? No, no, no. We're going to meet in the middle. Quattro Begina. There we go. <laughs> Who is definitely not Char. Um, definitely isn't, but Char fucks. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, so speaking, speaking of Char, Char dresses up in like a Nazi-style uniform, at least in the original series he did. Um, Zex here dress, I guess, like French dress uniform. Like it's French colonialists. Tassels. Yeah, it's like got the tassels and everything. He's got the high, knee-high boots and all that. He looks very dapper. Um, but he's on a shuttle right now, and he gets reports of these meteors, and he's like, oh, those guys on the space station are idiots. Uh, and Oz HQ was right. This is Operation Meteor. So like, he knows what's happening here. And um, so he asks this pilot dude, because he's sitting in the back seat, uh, which one they can catch up to, and they only caught, they can only catch up to one, so they go after it. Um, I notice here that the chair the guy was sitting in made a weird-ass sound, like it had, like, hydraulics in it. Good I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded real funny. These are the can sorts of things say, you start paying attention to in Gundam Wing. Yeah. That would be a really good running gag if there was just someone who normally did, like, all of the uh, Foley work or, like, all the sound replacements. Just see how many of those you can slip in, like, <laughs> moments where there isn't originally a noise. Just put in a random, like, like a random transformer sound in the background. Just, oh, 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 just what the? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so we get a shot of a different shuttle. Um, there's this masked, monotone guy in the pilot seat. He has like a full spacesuit on, so you really can't see him. And uh, he is in his sights looking at a civilian shuttle. And then we go inside and look at the civilian shuttle. There's a VIP type named Mr. Darlin. Um, he kind of looks like Hans Gruber. He's got like a very neat goatee mustache going on. He's in a suit. Um, and next to him is his daughter, Relena, who is a major not character, important. I'll just say right now. Um, <laughs> Relena is not happy to be training the Earth. Uh, she has, like, long braided hair, and she has kind of a sassy rest- resting bitch face. Like, I don't mean that in a mean way. It's just how she looks. She always looks like she's upset. The interaction between these two is just about the most insufferable shit on the planet. <laughs> like, it's unreal. Like, imagine imagine someone presenting you the character of, like, a Daddy, a Daddy, I'd like uh-huh. a pony from the, from the fair papa, papa. <laughs> like, someone presenting that character and having them be like, you like this character, they're I'm good. I'm supposed to and like, I'm like her, I guess. I'm like, I don't, though. <laughs> like, she seems like she sucks and she's bougie and I yeah, hate she's, they're all very bougie. <laughs> Um, (laughs) So the dad is apologizing to her for being too busy. Dad's a very important VIP space business uh, politician (coughs) guy. And um, he hasn't gone to be with her a lot, so she's upset about that. But somehow they see the ship that the masked pilot was in. They're like, hey, what is that? And so the monotone guy in his ship starts up some shooting sequence. He's going to blow the civilian ship out of the air. Or I guess space, since they're kind of doing reentry right now. Uh, But then Zex's ship catches up, so it's like, God damn, I can't do it. They're going to see me, you know, because Zex is there. It's like the police. You can't commit a crime when the police are there. Right. Um, So the monotone guy thinks that the alliance is on to him, um, and he's kind of upset about this change of events. So all three shuttles, they start reentry, but the monotone guy changes course and goes, like, really balls deep in fast. And Zex is like, well, he's going to commit suicide right now to hide the evidence. And uh, his pilot's like, there's no way you could survive that heat. But Zex does a thing that he's got to be doing constantly. I want you guys to look out for this. He fucking not actually (laughs) everybody in this series. (laughs) Objection! And also, he's right every time. Yeah, yeah, he's right every single time. But he does it in the most smarmy, smug ways. Like, not necessarily (laughs) as he does this. I love him. It would never be able to survive the re-entry at that velocity. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about, mm, but they have very special future tech, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so Darlin also sees this uh, monotone guy ship flying really fast. And he's like, he knows it's also Operation Meteor, which kind of, Relena doesn't know what that is, but she looks with peaked interest at it. Which he says out loud in the middle of a plane full of civilians, which yeah. is this like, super secret military thing. Maybe shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the monocone dies. Ship starts to break up. And inside of it, there's a smaller ship that looks kind of fighter-esque. Um, Zex's ship takes a scan of it. And on the monitor, it says a whole bunch of English shit, like landing gear and all bunch. It's great. There's a lot of English there's in the series. There's a very good one. There's, yeah. there's one there's, later on there's that one is in incredible. <laughs> that I really like. Because it's like, sure, everybody makes mistakes in language. But this one's great because it's unique mistakes that mm-hmm. I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, Zex says that the enemy's new weapon is a fighter. And then the pilot's like, maybe we should shoot a warning shot. And Zex is like, no, just blow it away. So Zex's Fair. shuttle starts shooting at the new fighter. The new fighter starts dodging. Um, the new fighter gets the guy gets some objectives on his monitor screen. It's like, oh, I got to go shoot down Zex's ship. So he turns around. Zex is like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go get in the Leo, which is the Mook suit. Um, the pilot's like, why don't you get in the Ares, which is the one that can fly? And Zex has this line. I love the intonation. I was like, my Leo is plenty fast enough. <laughs> the, the voice acting is great. Uh, Zex is real horny for battle, um, so he goes out in space and shoots the fighter and damages it a little. Um, the fighter starts like doing a nosedive towards Earth, and he gets 
uh, Zex is like, oh, I won. And the Ares come out and give him a parachute, which is kind of funny because he jumps it's out of his ship. weird because they're like both flying in robots. Like it's like three flying robots and then one, like two of them, them come down and yeah, they like put a parachute on his back like it's a Fulton. Yeah. Like an yeah. ejection system. <laughs> yeah, so I guess but it's... like he's already flying. No, it should it's... be noted that the Leo is the ground battle suit, just a mook guy that goes on the ground while the Ares so kind of have wings and jets. he was just aggressively falling at him. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Very <laughs> okay. uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's reasonable. Never mind. I was being silly. Of course they of put course. a parachute on him. So Zex is like, uh, we should chase this guy. And one of the mook guys is like, well, what if he blows his suit up to hide the evidence? And Zex says a great line, which is, he won't commit suicide before setting foot on Earth, which is something you should probably remember. Yeah. He's um, like, yeah, he, he, he can't possibly, he got all this way just to come to Earth. He'll, he'll touch down beforehand, which is like, no. I don't know, man. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's, that's founded on nothing, which is a lot of the show, as we find out, is, well, that presumption I mean, is based knowing, on nothing. Knowing Hero now, I absolutely <laughs> would not. Believe that he wouldn't commit suicide for a second foot in Earth. He absolutely I would. Commit suicide by, because, by the way, like, for those, the sky was gray. Like, <laughs> by the way, for those playing at home, take a shot whenever Truth Hero tries to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Anyway, uh, the monotone guy in the suit presses some buttons, and we get a wow, cool robot of the fighter turning into a Gundam, and it plays some dope music. Whoa. It's all really nice. Um, everybody on Zex's side is all shocked at the mobile suit, and Zex is like, well, only the Alliance and Oz can make mobile suits. Where did this come from? So the two airy suits that came out sort of pursue it for a bit, and um, the new suit kind of just turns around and fires a giant fuck-off laser and blows both of them up in one shot. And we get a shot of the monotone pilot inside laughing like a complete psychopath. And this is where I'm going to alert you all that I have put in my notes the word psychopath alert whenever someone does something particularly insane. Just so as a personal thing, at the end I can control F for this and see how many times in this series someone is justifiably insane. That's good because I have a note um, that it's for later on, but it's really relevant for just all of it, which is Hero is good at everything except not being a fucking psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ, this guy. Hero is very much my first OC who is edgy. Holy fuck. Like, Shadow the Hedgehog is more (laughs) consistently written than this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, so, I, I just um, had to take a moment and be like, is this guy the hero? Because he kind of seems like the bad guy, actually. No, he's not the hero. He's hero. I know, he's hero. <laughs> Utterly he's separate. Like, he's in the Gundam, and I've been taught that, that could go either way. Good. But he's usually yeah. good. He's definitely but... the protagonist. It's yeah. just these people have no idea that a protagonist should actually, like, you want them to win at some point. Should be likable <laughs> and empathizable. Yes. Yeah. Necessarily likable, but just like I can at least get behind their motivation to some <laughs> kind of extent, even if I'm conflicted. Like this is just no, <laughs> he's just a monster who's crazy. He's so, the worst. Uh, he goes to shoot down Zex's Leo, but Zex does some dodging shit. Uh, goes and like grab Bear Hugs the new mobile suit, and then just bails out. Um, and then it's just like, well, my job's done. Yeah. So um, while Zex just bails out, he starts parachuting. Um, Zex calls the guy, uh, says it's made of Gundanium alloy, and so therefore it must be a Gundam. Uh, we watch as this Gundam and the Leo, which Zex bailed out of, slam into the water together. And Zex is like, well, the suit may have survived, but the pilot is surely dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, uh, Ku- the emphasis is not entirely Kuvos for every time no. they say a Gundam. Like, they really do every time. It's like, 
how they used to say like Yang Wenli, but this is like literally just a Gundam. Like every time, a Gundam, a, a Gundam. Gundam. They're like, oh no, a Gundam, five Gundams, a Gundam, five Gundams, Gundams, a Gundam. Yeah, like every time, contractually oh. obligated to say it yep. that way. Um, and look directly at the camera. So we get a cut after the commercial break um, to the airport. Uh, Mr. Darling and uh, Relena have landed on Earth and are leaving the airport. And there's a bunch of press asking Mr. Darling about like his colony stomach. Is like, what are the demands of the colonies? He's uh, it comes out that he's the vice foreign minister, so he's a big politician. Uh, Earth thinks that the colonies will attack for some reason, and then. Um, he gets met by these MP and they're like, we have a car ready for you. And he's like, well, I want to be with my daughter. But she's like, no, it's okay, dad, go do your bullshit. So he gets in the car and leaves. Well, okay, okay, wait, wait, hold up. It's way worse than that because they actually <laughs> say, like, he walks out and he's like, oh, uh, I have a car ready for you, sir. And oh, don't worry, I have a car ready for your daughter as well. Like this guy planned because he's like, hey, we know you were with your daughter. You need to go to work, but don't worry, like, we'll get her home safe. We handled that. It's cool. And then she goes... Oh, don't worry about me. I can find my own way home. And I'm like, no, what? you're too important. <laughs> that would, no, that would be like if somebody called you a limo and you were like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's like, no, no, no. Like, I will unicycle instead. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to walk for six hours in the open as the daughter of a very important politician who's apparently involved in a war. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, not war, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, he drives off in his car. Relena starts walking along the spaceport. Like she's near a beach and just watching shit fly around and whatever. Um, she's mad that her father is busy and gives this like monologue about how she hates him and wishes that she could be with him more. She's um, like trying to like, say it to him. Yeah, but he's not there. But he, yeah. she does she just this a lot. She yeah. does she's it like, a lot. And she keeps talking about how not mad she is, and yeah. it's really annoying. Like, she's just like, oh, you know, most girls would be really bothered by this. I don't mind. Not me. I'm not, I'm not mad. mad. I'm not mad. Like, oh, my God. We get it. You're mad. Like, stop it. So she's going to walk home, but, like, she notices down on the beach that there's a body, like, in the surf. And she's like, uh, so hell yeah, let me go poke that. Yeah, so she runs down to the beach, and it's the guy from before that was in the Gundam. Uh, he's still in a spacesuit, by the way. Uh, so she knows it's a soldier, so she goes and runs for help. Uh, then we get a cut to an opera. Uh, we see a very fancy-looking guy in one of these French dress uniform things again. He has slicked back hair, and he, he's real cool looking. And he's, uh, he's talking to Zex on Skype video phone stuff. <laughs> um, he's kind of mad that the three mobile suits were shot down, but then Zex is like, it's a Gundam. And he's like, well, this should never have ever happened if we had been in Oz 15 years ago and whatever. Um, the new guy is going to send the team out to help with the salvage. Uh, and then he's like, Zex, once you get the suit back, you can do whatever you want with it. Um, but he warns that it's a politically important time and that Zex shouldn't cause any bullshit or whatever. Uh, meanwhile, there's a meeting of a bunch of military people at this really long table. We learned that the new guy with the slick back hair in the previous scene is named Colonel Treyes? Treyes Kushranada. Yeah. Kushranada. That's a great name. I love that name. Yeah. It's, it's, I have like a problems with naming everybody, but yeah, this guy in particular, I'm going to fuck up his name. So I apologize. <laughs> um, so he's sitting down for his big meeting, which he was, he apparently he left the opera for. Um, he goes to start talking, like the guys are talking about Zex losing the bubble suits. And then we get introduced by my favorite character in this entire fucking General series. <laughs> General Septim. General is fantastic. Yo, this, this is literally... Idea. 
This guy's voice work is like the outtakes for other anime that they included in certain DVDs. Like, no joke. Like, it reminds me of this one specific Berserk outtake, and I almost wonder if it's the same Same voice actor. And it's just, he was doing it as a joke then, and he's doing it for real here, which is, you're wasting the military's valuable combat resources. Like, like, that's what he sounds like. I'm not fucking kidding. I swear to God. I put down on my notes, he's a drunk slurring tenor Gilbert Godfrey. But yeah, Septim has some great lines. He's uh, super pissed at Trey's for having lost three mobile suits. Like Um. I just, I I literally just want like a thirty-minute supercut of every time that guy yells in this series. I would say wait. I would say wait because it does have spoilers. But I'll tell you when. Yeah. So uh, he's pissed at Trey's for losing the suits. Uh, some other general tells him to shut the fuck up. And we learn that the main reason that all these generals are here is that they need to prevent the colonies from coming together and helping each other. Like they're trying to just um, keep them separate so they don't unionize or, you know, form an Divide alliance. Divide and conquer, basically. Yeah. And um, while this is all happening, even though Trey's is part of the military, he's also scheming that the alliance is too complacent. And then my new organization, Oz, is the future. So obviously this guy's up to no good. Get ready to hear the word Oz a lot. Yeah, they don't explain what it is until about 10 episodes in. Um, <laughs> no, they really like throwing around shit that doesn't make sense now, and I have full confidence will never make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back on the beach, Relena has helped the guy out of the surf and has taken off his helmet. And she's like, wow, this guy is just still a boy. And then the boy wakes up, and like he's panicked, he stands up and hides his face. And he like she's puts like, his you... hand over it. Yeah, like he doesn't want his identity to be seen. And uh, she says, like, oh, the ambulance is on the way. You shouldn't, you know, move or anything. <laughs> this so, scene is iconic. In the second psychopath alert I have, he freaks out, <laughs> slams a button on his suit, which like blows up the front of it, which is supposed <laughs> to be yeah. obviously a suicide bomb, but it doesn't go off. Then he panics some more, runs past her up the stairs to, like, the top of where the road is. This is as the EMTs are coming down the stairs. So he kicks all three of them off, like, this 15-foot staircase. Then runs to the ambulance, fucking drop kicks through the window the guy out the door in, like, a GTA-style, like, takeover and drives the ambulance off. Like, legitimately, too, it's like he hits a button and a bomb goes off on the front of his chest. Like, it is an explosion and it knocks him back. And it was clearly intended... To kill him, but he just is like, ah, oh, nuts. Fuck. And like, like it, this is going to be a common theme. Uh, a lot of oh, the main yeah. characters in this are so invincible, it's really boring. <laughs> like, it, it's, like, it's to the point where it's comedic how invincible. Like, he literally presses a thing designed to kill someone, and it doesn't. <laughs> like, that's his I, introductory okay, thing. I'll give is, it on this one. Maybe, like, it's, sea lo- it's full of seawater and didn't work correctly or something. Like, I'll give him that because he looks surprised when it didn't blow him up. Okay, but like but later episode, on, no, I totally get yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> there's worse ones. Yeah, and he tries so hard over and over again <laughs> to kill himself and never manages it. So Relena runs up the staircase and kind of doesn't know what the fuck. And in the second psychopath alert, I have she just starts addressing to him as he drives the car away. He says, "My name is Relena, darling. What's yours?" And she's all he's, fancy about he's it. Not- I feel like this one is more of a oh honey. (laughs) (laughs) Like she clearly now has established in that little bit of seeing a man wash up on shore, cover his own face, tell her to fuck off, try and kill himself, punch three dudes out and steal an ambulance. And she's like, oh, I gotta fuck that. I'm into that. (laughs) How could I I not fuck him? (laughs) I'm going to call that an oh honey. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're such pampered, bougie upbringing, it's kind of, you do want to fuck the bad boy. Attracted I, I get to it. the danger. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, oh right. boy. <laughs> so we get uh, the next couple scenes are kind of like a montage sort of shots of a bunch of different things. The first is a military base. There's a whole bunch of those Leo suits getting fixed, and then a bomb goes off, and then people are like, "Are we under attack?" And Leos get chopped in half. We see a Gundam that's all black and it has like kind of a cape, and it's using a giant scythe, and it's just chopping and blowing shit up. We see inside the pilot. Pilot's name is Duo, and he totally talks like a beach bum bra. And like Whoa. this guy, yeah, he pisses me off. Um, elsewhere, we get another scene. The thing of a, I hate is I think Duo is my favorite character. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. What he does, but I think he's like the most insufferable. It's like, what if Sai Sai Chi was the only reasonable character? <laughs> what if the cast happened Sai Sai Chi? Yeah. So we cut to another scene of another military base elsewhere getting blown up. Uh, this time it's by a giant red Gundam that has like a huge Gatling gun on its arm. Uh, inside we see this pilot has like, I don't know if it's a pompadour or like just a kind swish? of a swish hair. Yeah. Um, he's talking to himself like he's narrating a podcast. He has kind of, he always stroke, struck me as French, but um, his name is yeah. Troa and he's like kind of a jerk. Um, he yeah. also, his Gundam has a bunch of mini guns inside of his chest and a million missiles. It just shoots a lot. Uh, we get a third scene of some Leos looking for uh, the capsule in the desert. And then they come under attack by a whole bunch of these weird different suits who are, we learn are kind of like piloted by rebels. Um, the Gundam, there's a Gundam there as well, leading these rebels. It has, I don't even know how to describe this one. The big calling card is it has two hand sickles. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's easily the worst looking of them. Yeah, like wings very and shit. It, as the... it's, it's just really indistinct, and yeah. the weapon isn't really interesting or cool. Like, as much as Death Scythe is a little over, over the, top. the top and <laughs> extremely teen cool, like, it at least is something, right? Like, at least it's interesting. This one is just... It's, it's really nothing. It's just like a generic Gundam with some, yeah, kind of like... Two sides. Two hands. Like little yeah. sickles. Yeah. yeah, like till hand sickles. Yeah, it's not good. So it's being piloted by this guy who has some, like, uh, desert glasses on. And he's telling these other Leos, like, please surrender. We don't mean you any harm. But they don't surrender because they see a Gundam and freak out. So he just chops them in half. Um, the pilot's name is Quart? Quat? Something Quatra. like that. Quatra? Have you noticed Quatra. the theme yet with yes, these names? Yes, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's Quat, and he is upset. He is our pacifist (laughs) baby boy. He is upset they didn't surrender and kind of sad about it. And then last, we get introduced to the fifth Gundam. Um, There's some boats on fire. There's this Chinese-themed Gundam. It kind of looks like the Dragon Gundam from G, in a way. Um, It has an extendo flame arm hand. Um, It also has a, a, I don't know, what do they call those things? A Naga Nada? The spears with the things on it? That's a Naga Nada. Yeah. Uh, it's piloted by this Asian-looking kid. Uh, he's very cocky, and he says directly to the camera, "My name's Wu Fei, and I'm not hiding anywhere." I fucking hate this guy. I, I hate, hate Wu Fei so much. Uh, Wu Fei is probably the worst character, which is pretty amazing given the circumstances. But Wu Fei fucking Wufei. sucks out loud, and like, whereas G Gundam occasionally, like at least the racism, you could kind of be like, "Haha, they meant well." No, this guy's just like he's a straight fuck. up an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a huge fuck, yeah. Like he's written maliciously. Yeah. <laughs> so those are our five Gundam boys. They'll show up later. Um, Zex, I hate them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Zex is back on a shuttle, and they're going to where the first Gundam sank. He's uh, talking to his pilot, and the pilot's wondering why the searches take us on it, and it doesn't matter. The main thing is Zex shows the pilot a photo, and it's of that Dragon Gundam on the boats. And the guy's like, wow, another Gundam. And Zex is like, well, actually, there's four of them, plus the one we shut down. So there's five Gundams. 
That's um, math, baby. Okay, this scene. Oh, we cut oh over to no. Relena going to the most bougie school I've ever fucking seen. It's in the fucking Xavier Mansion for gifted children. This is children. a boarding school for boarding schools. This scene in particular uh, gave me the strongest feeling of, oh my god, they just cut together three different anime. And occasionally <laughs> yeah. they run into each other. Because it goes from this like you know cool military secret thing to just like this rich girl party. And it's... <laughs> boring and it sucks oh no this is just him go or no, no this, this is, is yeah, the, giving the, the later. invitation yeah oh right so yeah. he My she bad. goes to the school it's super preppy there's a whole bunch of students like wow Marlene is so cool we'd love her she's and the richest having a party rich. later it's great it's yeah they're all just whatever um inside she's in a class hall and there's a they're gonna do class stuff a uh, teacher comes in and they introduce a new student it's hero yui which what happens the? to be the guy from before who stole the ambulance and all that uh, she immediately recognizes him and is kind of shocked. Uh, the teacher tells he- Hero to go sit down next to her. So she tries to be polite and greets him, and he just totally ignores her because he's totally badass and dreamy. <laughs> um, we cut to outside where Hero is posing for a Ralph Lauren ad. Uh, Elena and her entourage walk up to him, and this is a scene that everybody knows and loves. Yep. She tries no to sense. give him. Sorry. Um, no, tra- no, continue. She tries to give him an invitation to her birthday party, which is tomorrow. Uh, so she gives it over. The entourage claps. So here is let's lay. Let's take a quick break and play. What would a regular person do? <laughs> da, 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 da. What would a regular person do if they were a spy who didn't want to be caught and they were trying to sneak and they thought this girl may have an inkling of who they were? Would you take the thing and then just like say? thanks, I'll consider it, and then don't show up? Would you take it and then show up and be very kind and try and build up a cover? Or would you see fucking take it from her, say, just rip it in half, throw it in the air, and then as walking away and you see her cry, she says, but why? You wipe a tear away from her eye, fling it away, and then say, I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) Guess which one hero does? <laughs> this scene, like, seriously, this is what you show people is like, what is Gundam Wing about? And this is the scene you show them. <laughs> this is that. I, I just... always assumed there was just, like, way more context that would make it more sensible. No, no. Like, episode one. <laughs> and I think, by the way, that's a psychopath thing. And by the way, like, the thing I think is the weirdest about this, as he walks a play, it plays this, like, really, like, dramatic sting music. And, like, she turns and she's like, what kind of person is he? And she's, like, really horny like yeah. just totally She's like so work on her I, I don't understand he rips up the note I'm like okay fine he's being an asshole but then he wipes away a tear and I'm like okay what the oh. why and then he goes I'm gonna kill you and what? Then, what why by the way that's the hard end of the episode it goes yep. straight yes. into the ending and the ending, if you didn't want to know, is Relena just being angry at different places like a forest and a factory, mm, and then there's howdy. a dog, and by the way, howdy she's on safari. Yeah. It's really the, weird. I don't understand any of she it. She pulls on a rhino's tail? Yeah. That's how you get killed. That's pretty dangerous. Really, I, I said that. I was like, oh no, girl, you don't want to mess with a rhino. Those things will kill you. What the shit? So, so yeah, we're one a, episode in. Yeah. Um, the next ones are a bit more brief. There was a lot to cover in the first one. But. Oh, God, yeah. yes. No, you have to set a lot yeah. for yeah. that. 
So, uh, episode two, the narrator starts with the same recap every episode about colonies in space and hopes and dreams that are shattered and all that. And then it also does a quick uh, recap of Relaine and Cliff crying and the I'm going to kill you scene, just in case you didn't remember that. They really thought it was cool, huh? Yeah. Really no, they did. It was fucking rad. They yeah. were like, this series no, is laser focused on the 12 to 17 demographic, and they want to capture that, and that's what they do. <laughs> Yo, look how cool God. this guy is. Like... I was pretty dumb at 13, my dude. I don't know if I would have been down for this. <laughs> so the episode, this title is uh, The Gundam Death Scythe, which if you can't guess which one it is, it's, well. The one uh, with the death scythe. Uh, we, yeah, we see uh, the whole in the bougie school, there's a whole bunch of students. They have fencing class, because, you know, of course you do. Um, one guess, this random guy is giving Hero shit for ripping up the invitation the other day. He's like, why'd you do that? I wish I was going. He's, he's really jealous about it. So him and Hero start fencing. Um, he has a terrible stance, by the way, as a fencer. Yeah. But, uh, Hero parries the dude's thing out of the guy's hand. Stabs breaks the dude, his sword doing it. Yeah, breaks his sword doing it and then stabs him in the fucking face mask with the broken foil. So, like, the broken, shattered thing is, like, an inch away from his face. And, then, and Relina's like, oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> then he says, to, like, some witty one-liner, which I don't even remember. Everybody in the background is like, wow, he's really strong. And Relina's, like, totally wet over this. Uh, whereas the one reasonable person in the back is like well that had to be a fluke that's crazy (laughs) he stabbed the guy in his sword so that his sword would break so he could have a firmer object to stab him in the face with like what like Like, it's supposed to be this cool like whoa look how tough but instead it just looks like that was the most bizarre fluke. Yeah. <laughs> that was the shit. Uh, so as we get a cut to a bunch of military boats, they're sending mobile suits into the water, and they're obviously looking for the fallen Gundam. Uh, Zex calls him. Um, so you don't know where Zex is. He calls them, and he's like, your search is taking too long. And then you realize that Zex is on the world's dumbest-looking submarine. Um, imagine <laughs> if you merged two submarines side by side, but then moved the central mask thing into the center, so it looks like it has two... It's really stupid-looking. Yeah. Um, he says that their sub is having engine problems, but and he needs to make repairs. He basically lies to the guy up top in order to get information where the guy is about where the fallen Gundam is. Um, Worth noting, the entire military hates sex. Yes. Like, this, every this interaction he has three. with the old guard military is like, fuck you. Yeah. Basically, he is very much a nobility kind of guy. Like, mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of a... You know, uh, you know, in the Legend of Galactic Heroes sense, he's kind of got that, you know, uh, battle is all honorable and that kind of shit. Whereas a lot of the military is kind of like, no, dude, like war is war. It's bad. Yeah. It's actually not good. <laughs> yeah. So that scene really doesn't matter aside from the fact that Zex is trying to con this guy into getting information. Uh, we cut over the hero. Apparently the bougie school also has horse riding class. Um, he's <laughs> yeah. fucking bucking on this Bronco and like all the guru- <laughs> all the students are like, wow, he's real good. Rich people I, are idiots. My note they here said England. Is, that's why it has horses. That is definitely a thing in English uh, boarding schools. See, for me, the, my one note here is just a girl saying, wow, cool horse jump. Because he, like, <laughs> he like, has no idea what he's doing, and he just fucking yanks on the horse in a way that makes it like explode in the air, I guess. And everyone's just like, wow, that's amazing. And I'm like, that guy's riding really unsafely. Yeah. <laughs> that horse is going to kill him. So the yeah. class starts, and everybody's like, where's Hero? And the one girl's like, well, he doesn't need lessons. He's so great. We cut over to the horse sitting down on like the bottom of the ground near the school, and Hero has somehow climbed up to the third story window and he's inside the school doing some fucking hacking. 
Like he's on this Broken computer, he's just fucking CSI hacking this bullshit. Um, he somehow gets the inventory of the military base nearby, and he's like, "Oh, these torpedoes are really awesome. I'm going to use these to blow up my suit." And then Why? after he somehow like transfers the torpedoes to some place where he can get them, he also then just wipes his student loans. Which is so, the one objectively good thing that he does in any yeah, of these yeah, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we see a shot of Relena going home in her limo. Oh, it's, oh, one, sorry, one second. Before, before we go any further, I'd like to play another game of <laughs> why is Hero in high school? <laughs> why why do you think this is a good cover? It's his cover. This is, yeah. is but, it, but it's he's his cover. To it's, it. But he's not using it like a cover at all. No. He's doing the wildest shit and sticking out like a giant person. dumbass. Yeah, yeah there's no like, reason for him to like be in fucking, school. He's he's like yeah exactly. There's literally no reason. Like he's a military agent. Like why the fuck is he in school? It's, it's like when Adult Gohan, who I refer to as Adult Gohan because of the fighting game, Gohan when he was older, when he goes to high school in Dragon Ball Z, and he like tries to blend in, but then he just jumps a million miles in the air and catches a baseball, and everyone's like, normal people can't do that, and he's like, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. It's like that. Except Hero's not even trying to blend in. No. He's just like I'm gonna make this horse jump the fence and yell. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> so um we get a scene of relena going home in her limo um before she leaves a whole bunch of friends are like it's your birthday you should cheer up and she's real sad but who cares another psychopath alert we get an immediate cut to hero riding on the bottom of the van like he's spreading yeah. the grabbing the bottom of the van at highway speeds <laughs> there's no reason for that. That. <laughs> yeah Why? yeah and then by the way as this van is continuously moving he just drops off and rolls and he's fine yeah. Yeah, perfectly fine tuck and roll um, he's literally invincible and he's too oh it's so bad <laughs> um, so there's kind of like an interstitial uh, cuts of uh, Relena and Hero in this next couple scenes Relena's in the back of her limo thinking about how secretive and cool Hero is <laughs> and at the same time he's pictures of Hero stealing, stealing these torpedoes like he's doing spy <laughs> shit um, Relena is like wait a minute maybe the reason he wants to kill me is because he's a spy and that's like her big epiphany because she's an oh. idiot I guess um, back in the ocean Zex and his crew have found the Gundam on the ground uh, so they send out these two new suits called Cancers and Pisces if you couldn't figure it out all these suits are named after Zodiac signs Wow. Um, they go to go pick it up uh, somehow the mobile suits and the carriers are just starting to blow up and everybody's like why, why are their suits being blown up uh, we see a shot of these mobile suit mooks uh, getting chopped in half, and it happens to be that scythe suit that we saw earlier, which is the death just scythe. Just walking on the bottom it. of the sea. Yeah. Spiegel, um, Spiegel. Yeah, it does kind of look Spiegelish. It looks Grim Reaper. It's got like a kind of cape sort of chest piece to it and like a long sort of head piece, but in the main thing is the big scythe that carries. But all these mook guys are kind of panicking and shooting torpedoes, and everybody is blowing up, really. Uh, the captain up top is shooting torpedo death charges down, and one of the guys is like, don't you know Zex in the submarine is down there? And this guy doesn't give a shit, so he just keeps <laughs> doing it. Uh, but Death's like... And then he yells, try to survive my torpedoes, and then the Gundam easily survives the torpedoes. <laughs> yes. A uh, theme that will be repeated. Someone yells, take this, you Gundam, try and survive this one, and then the Gundam survives this one quite easily, <laughs> yeah. and actually is unscathed. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's like jumps onto the carrier, cuts the command tower in half, and blows shit up and shoots down a chopper. It's all very cool. Yeah. Um, and Duo says this line: "Anyone who sees me has a date with his maker." Gra. 
bra. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're supposed to be secret because they keep killing everyone who sees them, but they're not doing a very no. good job of being secret because no. everyone so, knows about them. Have you realized everybody in these Gundams are, like, at best 15 years old? Um, yeah, they're fucking well, idiots. That's another thing. Which is Why? a big problem. Why are they no, 15? This is explained later. It's really <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Watching a fight is exciting because there's a chance both sides could win. Or at the very least, there's a lot of, like, you know, skill between the two of them. And, like, they are going to have a competition. Gundam Wing does not understand this. Gundam (laughs) Wing literally has them do nothing but blow up mooks for ever. Well, I mean, Gundam Wing just found the five most unlikable 15-year-olds. Sorry, (laughs) six most unlikable 15-year-olds. And shoved them in a show. Yeah. Uh, at the party, uh, Relena's birthday party, everybody's brown knows at her. Uh, we see a shot of her dad and her mom talking. Her dad has to go off to work again, even though it's her birthday party. Uh, she comes down the stairs. He apologizes to her, but she's like, okay, it's, it's okay, dad. I understand. Uh, while they go to hug or something, he drops a bunch of documents on the ground, and we can kind of see that they're photos of the Gundams doing reentry. Uh, she notices this. At this uh, exact moment... At this exact moment, the radio, which is on, <laughs> says that the uh, meteors that entered Earth last night had burned up, and there were not actually Gundams, like previously thought. Um, and she's like, that's a lie. Why would the government lie? And then she says, weird-ass line, is he a little prince? Is yeah, he a prince? little prince? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know why no, that line's even there. If, even if you know the little prince, like, he, he landed on a planet, I guess? Like, that's that's it? Who knows? Uh, we see a shot of Hero driving the truck, who we, uh, the, a truck that he has loaded the torpedoes in. Uh, we see the guy from earlier that he stabbed in the face mask when he was fencing. He is on a motorcycle in a tuxedo with flowers, which are getting destroyed by the wind. <laughs> and he almost gets run off the road by Hero. And he's like, wow, isn't that Hero? Who can we talk about? How Hero is pulling the greatest power move in history right now, <laughs> which is fucking steal an ambulance, the most obvious vehicle, the most easy to locate and bust vehicle to steal, mm-hmm. and then not only steal it and drive off with but it and with do shit, yeah. but drive it later, <laughs> drive yep. it again, fill it, it with weapons later. and drive it later. You know, this thing that has probably yes. been reported yes. missing to the government. Ambulance. Yeah. Like, it's the same ambulance. Like, he's just doing it again. Like, nobody calls him out on it. It's explicitly the same one, too, because Relaine is going to recognize it. Yeah. Oh, my God. But we've gone far enough in this this episode without refreshing the fact that there are four other Gundam pilots. So we get a quick uh, recap of what they're doing. We cut to the circus. Um, Troa, (laughs) the guy with the red Gundam, whose name is Heavy Arms, I'm just going to say it right now to get it out of the way. Uh, he is trying to join the circus, and we see him talking to, I guess, what is the circus master or whatever. And the circus master guy's like, do you have any experience? And he fucking pulls out a resume and hands <laughs> yes. it to the guy. <laughs> to the circus! And the guy's like, this doesn't tell me a damn thing. <laughs> and then we get another psychopath alert. Troll sticks his hand in a cage with a lion, and the lion just comes up, and like he starts petting it. He's cool. It's and just we a see big that- cat. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Outside, we see that his Gundam's in a truck in the forest or something. Uh, we cut over to the desert. We see that uh, Quart, Quartz, or whatever his name is, uh, he is watching yes. birds. He's in a tent watching birds that are on his Gundam, and his Gundam is in a very sexy paint-me-like-your-French-girl's pose. Yes! It's, it's basically just Lawrence of Arabia, except he's 15. Yeah. No, it's no, like no, all of his right. scenes. Yeah. It's, it's great. And then he makes this line, like, do they know how beautiful the earth is? Because, oh, fucking. Because he's the scholar, the warrior scholar. Yeah. 
Uh, Wu Fei is uh, doing an arms deal with a bunch of rebels someplace in a forest. Uh, he bought a ton of explosives and a truck, and you see that his gun is hiding in a river. I do like shout-outs to the military guys who are dropping it off who are like, are you serious? You're giving it... This is a lot of explosives. You're giving it to a fucking kid? Like, he looks like he's, like, 14. And he's like, yo, whatever, man. He paid for it and the truck. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just like, shout-outs to both of them. The one guy who is smart enough to be like, what the fuck? And the other guy being like, fucking man, got Don't paid. ask questions <laughs> to the buyer. It's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> got money. Got paid. Um, I'm good. So back at the party, uh, the birthday cake's there. She goes to blow out the candles. Uh, the guy from earlier on the bike shows up, and he's like, wow, I just saw the weirdest thing. Hero was on the highway in an ambulance. Bad and really is, like, super interested. He's like, what? Tell me all about him. So he fills her in, and eventually learns that, oh, he was going towards the military port. So she just fucks off from the party and just runs away. Yeah, she just runs away from the party. I guess that's kind of psychotic. She maybe she also well, what's wild is the way she goes about it because yeah. she doesn't just try and like sneak out and be like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom real quick or anything. No, she's like, everyone has to stay here but me. I'm <laughs> yes. leaving right now yeah. to go find a guy who might be a murderer <laughs> spy, and you're gonna wait. So and it's like, well, like the guy offers her a ride. Yeah, the guy's like, uh, I'll keep, I can give you a ride at the very least. Like, no. you know, I mean, so it's a pretty far away she's like no i'm going alone me the teen everyone mom stay here no it's fine i've got it and her mom's like oh okay all right then honey oh god um so back out in the uh, water uh, they find the gun there's no scratches on it zek's like oh our enemies have made an impressive beast but now that it's ours in our now that it's in our grasp we have a fierce beast ourselves or it's dumb. They start the process of trying to get the Gundam up from the bottom of the ocean, but it has, like, this car alarm self-destruct thing. Uh, they kind of stall for a second, and then Death Scythe shows up and starts chopping everyone in half. Oops. Um, they make a big deal out of the fact that Death Scythe is super technologically advanced, and they don't wonder... They don't know how it's working so well, but whatever. Um, this, but yeah, they, like, for example, the Pisces suit grabs the Death Scythe in the face and, like, br- like blows its face up, like, four or five times. He's like, I won! And then he totally did not win because he gets chopped in half. <laughs> Um, Duo finds the suit that it was heroes is in, and it's, that's the Gundam wing, the wing Gundam. We're just gonna call it that. By the um, way, he notices yeah. that it's pretty identical to the way his is set up. So, like, he kind of disables the self destruct mechanism. He's like, "Wow, this would be good so for he parts." Slips it over and kind of just picks at it with the scythe. Yeah, but he also yeah, he's just is like, surprised well, this... that it's like his. He's surprised there's another it... Gundam, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. It... <sighs> They would at least know, right? There were other ones. You would think. Yeah, they, they, they were well, sent down simultaneously, but they don't know about each other. I oh, don't that's understand. why we chose teens. They're very stupid and easy to trick. <laughs> <laughs> There's reasons. They're not good reasons, but um, so he goes and picks it up and starts to try to bring it back to a uh, spaceport because he thinks it'd be used for parts. Elsewhere, Relena shows up at the military port, which is under, like, general alarm, like, sirens are going off. We see that, like, Hero is just casually stealing a nuclear submarine. No <laughs> one is stopping him from doing this. No. So he is on the nuclear sub. Like, he is lowering the torpedoes onto the nuclear sub to load them, I guess. And she just casually walks onto the nuclear sub. <laughs> As you and do. And so she starts telling Hero not to do it. And she doesn't even know what it is. She just wants to stop him. <laughs> Um, she gets closer to him. And she's like, I want to know who you are. And then he pulls a gun on her because he's a spy. He's a fucking spy. 
so he goes to shoot her, but instead gets shot in the arm by Duo, who was there. Who has shown uh, up now, gotten yeah, into the Duo, surface. Duo is like, listen, lady, uh, I'm here to save you because I'm the good guy or whatever. And Hero He's tries clearly to get- the bad guy. He had a gun on you. <laughs> yeah. Hero tries to get his gun back, but Duo keeps shooting it away. Um, <laughs> in another psychopath alert, Hero yells, that's my mobile suit, because you can see out in the distance... The Death Scythe, Death I guess, is, is a autopilot up. carrying yeah. wing up to the ocean. So yeah. he, from the nuclear submarine, jumps like 30 feet in the air onto the crane where the torpedoes are, <laughs> slams a button, the torpedoes shoot out, and he rides them like Dr. Strangelove and then jumps off. And the torpedoes. At first, I thought he was going to like ride them and then like jump into his mobile suit right before they hit and fly away. And I was going to be like, all right, that would actually be kind of dope, though. So instead, no, he <laughs> rides it down to the water and then slams into the water and is unconscious. <laughs> yes. And the torpedoes go and blow up the wing and death scythe. Before so, then, Rolina is again so fucking horny for Hero that she stands in front of Hero protecting him from Duo's gunshots. And Duo is and Duo's baffled. so confused, like, uh, why are you standing in front of the guy who tried to shoot you? What? Huh? Yeah, like, Duo is maybe the only reasonable person at yes. any time. And everyone is so fucking crazy around him, and he's just kind of like, I I don't get it. Like, what's <laughs> happening? Like, this is the guy who literally said earlier, anyone who sees me has got to die. That's life. And that's the most reasonable <laughs> guy. Down to earth. I'm glad you brought that up, because I totally forgot about the fact she stepped in front of the bullets she for him. She steps in front of him. <laughs> rips up her dress to turn yes. it into little bandages to like wrap up his wounds and stuff and Duo's just apparently standing there the whole time just being like what the, what fuck? the fuck what are you doing <laughs> so so what the fuck yeah <laughs> so Duo calls him an idiot uh, he bails off the torpedoes they hit the wing and death scythe and blow up Hero says mission complete and then just kind of passes out face down in the water while <laughs> Duo lets out a big no because he's upset um, My Gundam. Yeah, then Duo's like, he knows Gundanium's impact tolerance. He must be the pilot. Like, I guess they wanted to establish that he knew that he was the pilot of Wing, and that was the stupidest way they could come up with. Yep. Relena's standing there having no idea what the fuck's happening. Um, meanwhile, Zex is back on the submarine. Uh, he learns that the two suits, all the suits around them are dead. He says, like, oh, there's a jinx that if you see a Gundam, that means you're, about, you're a dead man, and hopes that isn't true. And the last out of the series is Hero face down in the water, not moving. Cause, as he deserves. Yep. As he deserves, yeah. We are almost an hour into this on episode three. Um, yeah, it's okay. They'll, they'll get shorter as we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same recap as before. After the, uh, the narrator talks about uh, the stuff. Uh, there's a recap of Hero getting shot and all that stuff. This title is uh, Five Gundams Confirmed, because, of course, we knew there were five. There's an establishing shot of this villa. Um, we see Trey's, which is the heavy arms, the red gun was pilot. Sorry, wait, no, Trey's no, no, is Trey's. the Oz guy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they have similar names. Yeah. yeah. Trey's is the guy, uh, Zex's superior boss. He is holding this rifle, like down range. He's at like a shooting range. There's a sleeping dog next to him. And while he's like at the shooting range, he's also talking to Zex on Skype again. Because, you know, <laughs> that's what you do. As you do. Um, Zex is telling Trey's that uh, all the shit that went down regarding the Gundam salvage. Trey says they need to capture the Leo base in the Mediterranean, and that's where Zex should go to prevent that. Uh, so the, that happens. Uh, he ends up shooting some bird or something in some stupid sim- symbolism. I don't know what's going on in that scene. I shot down the plane that looks like a bird, because they mentioned earlier, they're like, it flies just like a bird, which is 
Not the case. No. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> not even the wing does not function like a bird at all. It functions like a jet <laughs> and then a robot. There's no bird in the mid. It's really stupid, but they really needed to establish this metaphor of bang, shoot a bird just like that. Get it? The Gundam bird? You get it. Hey, hey. Everybody, we talk a lot about the bird gun. You're here. talking about G Gundam at the subtlety of a jackhammer. This has the subtlety of a 13 year old's OC. Well, the problem is, like, they try and act like it's subtle in this. Like, G Gundam, they're like, no. they're like, oh, yeah, no, we know we're punching you in the mouth with this, but Gundam Wing's like, look how clever we are. I'm like, that's not clever. You get it. It's the same, it's the same like, analogies, except, like, they're playing it, like, not straight. They yeah. are playing it yeah. straight, yeah. Uh, back on the sub, Zex is uh, talking about how cool their new suits are, and it's going to be a problem for Oz. Uh, Zex's shuttle lands on the water and the subsurfaces, and he's thinking about how the enemy succeeded in the mission the Alliance thought they couldn't do, which is get on Earth and blow shit up. It's stupid. Um, we go to the hospital. So there's this giant military <laughs> hospital that has like a hundred stories. Is strapped to a cross that is lying <laughs> down. Yep. And- yeah. Medical bed. Yeah, so he's on this medical, medical bed restraint. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of military personnel are watching him, and uh, Hero wakes up from being unconscious and somehow knows exactly where he is. Like, oh, I'm on the tenth, or I'm on the hundred and tenth floor of the medical building that's at this address. And it's, it's somehow like, even dumber than this, but we'll get there in like five yeah. minutes. Oh shit! The military people are talking about how they found a. Uh, the computer disc on Hero, but it's super encoded, and their military computers can't crack it. Um, well, there's they're an running o- on Windows XP, so yeah, it's mm-hmm. very technical stuff. Um, oh, there's vacuum tubes in this Gundam. <laughs> 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 um, th- this is a great shot. There's an oh, overlay so of him on like the medical screen because they're doing a scan of him, and there's a whole bunch of English. But this English is of, like this Photoshop plugin. Yeah. It's just like the README file for like it. Requirements. It, Adobe Photoshop installed. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's oh, so damn, good. I didn't notice this one. The only one I saw earlier was, and I forgot it was when he was looking at the cool torpedoes, and it was, holy shit, it's hard to say, Erectlic Mortor. It was electric <laughs> motor. And I've never seen one where all the R's and all of the L's are perfectly reversed, and then also they threw in a bonus R, just as a joke. And that one's awesome. Like, I, I love that. The mistake is so good. It's so pretty and nice and clean. Erectlic mortar. <laughs> so the military guys are like, maybe we should use truth serum on him. The other's like, no, he's a kid. You can't do that. Outside, we see Duo is kind of incognito on a payphone outside the hospital. He's doing a whole bunch of code word stuff like, you need to meet me in the wheat field for the threshing or something. It's stupid. He's got to go save Hero. That's his whole deal. Um, we see Zex someplace getting a readout on a suit. Uh, Zex is talking about different types of mobile suits. Apparently, they found the dragon-looking one, which is Shenlong Gundam. I'm just going to say that. And they're like, we need to uh, keep track of this guy because he's probably going to go fuck up the supply base. Uh, we see a quick shot of Wufei. Uh, he's thinking that people aren't taking him seriously because he is, in fact, fucking up the supply base at this time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he is in the middle of fucking up yeah. that supply base. <laughs> uh, Relena is at the hospital. She's at the front desk. She's trying to see Hero. But um, we get introduced to Major Sally, who is a bit character. Um, she's like, hey, uh, do you know this kid? Maybe you can give us some information. And she's obviously trying to do like some interrogation on her. We see in uh, the medical room that Hero, still strapped to the bed, is trying to break free. And he's looking around, and one of the monitors nearby him changes, and we see it's Duo, because he hacked the monitor or something. 
Uh, Duo starts talking to him, despite not be having any sound on the monitor, but uh, like he's like, hey, I know you're a super t- top secret spy. You can read my lips, right? A cool dude like you could read lips. Yeah. And then he like looks away and he's like, oh, good acting. And then he keeps talking anyway, because despite the fact that Hero has his eyes closed, he can still read lips. Yeah. <laughs> he's just <laughs> really good. stupid. I and also, hate this bit. I hate that it goes, oh, you woke up and are doing things, but you don't change your brain waves or your pulse. I'm like, that's literally impossible. <laughs> yeah, that is I know. It's literally the impossible. Thing. That is literally the definition of consciousness yes. <laughs> on like a on a measurable level. Like you might yeah. be able to control your pulse, maybe your brainwaves, not a chance. <laughs> so Duo is like, I got questions for you, but I'm gonna break you out. Are you ready? Uh meanwhile meanwhile, uh, Major Sally is talking to Relena uh on an elevator ride. She's like she wants a whole bunch of info, but Relena's kind of being tight-ripped and kind of... Relena is really obviously lying about it, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, and now it's time for everyone's favorite game of Why Would You Bring a Teen Here? <laughs> so, Relena's downstairs. Major Sally determines that she's friends with the boy they have strapped to a table <laughs> and are interrogating and doing military stuff with. Why would you show her that? Why would you bring a teen here? Yeah. It's my question. So Sally so, brings her into the room. Uh, she sees it. She here. freaks out. Yeah, of reasonably. course. Yeah, because she's a teen. Why would you bring a teen here? <laughs> she sees uh, Sally her explains want that to he's... be boyfriend strapped to a table. She's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, I'm the one that gets to do does, that. She, she's like, why are you restraining him? He doesn't need to be restrained. And she's like, yeah, he's pretty strong. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's not like he's, he's a really spy or str- he could hurt himself. No, he's just strong. Yeah. It's literally they're like she's like he's very strong and he's like a spindly ass fourteen yeah, no, year old and I'm like I'm all. sorry yeah con- like conservation of mass and energy <laughs> like you can't this fucking string bean like nah <laughs> so they go back downstairs but at this moment Duo blows up the wall to go uh, break Hero out uh, Duo is trying to get the restraints off Hero on the table but Hero breaks his hand in order to get it out so he could take Duo's knife to cut his legs out well no 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 it's not that what happens is Duo asks him hey I can't get these restraints off and Hero goes oh just y- use your knife and then he's kind of like oh well what do you want me to do with your knife and then he reaches over and his hands like all fucking bloodied up like Hero reaches over and then it cuts over and you see like the leather strap has just been ripped open like, he just fucking tore his hand out of it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, give yeah. me the knife. Even though Duo was right there and yeah. about to cut him off, which yep. I think this counts as a psycho alert. <laughs> why yeah. the fuck? Like, I'll add it. Like, his dude's literally... Yeah, his guy's, like, literally just like, he's like, hey, I'm uh, gonna cut you out and set you free. You know, no big deal. And he's like, no, let me do... Ah! Okay, I'm gonna do it. Like, like, like he fucking rips his hand flesh yep. off and is like, no, me, me do. So, God. <laughs> they're running through hallways up on top of the uh, hospital. Uh, they blow up a window near the wall and they see that they're like hundreds of feet up in the ground. They're like on the hundredth store. This hospital's huge. Uh, and so it should be noted earlier that Duo was using this cane to like pretend he was a sick person. So they both jump out of the window and Hero has a parachute on and Duo has his cane. And Duo uses this cane to do like a weird helicopter. It turns into a helicopter. He married Poppins out of that game. Yeah, it's so stupid, good. but it's like whatever. He had a plan. Yep. Hero has a parachute on, but he is going headfirst, like, super, like, pencil style, straight down at the ground, and doesn't open his parachute. And Duo's like, what the fuck are you doing? Open it up. 
But then Relena, who had seen the explosion, runs over to the side, looks down, sees him falling, and yells at him, which he hears. Then he wakes up and opens the parachute, but it's, like, way too late. So he slams into, like, this cliff, like, as... The at terminal velocity, close to Hero it, yeah. dashes himself upon the rocks, falling down, it's got, spinning it's got the a, whole like, way. Line or a, 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 a curve to it, so he runs along it slash rolls down it at fifty miles per uh-huh. hour. At he would, terminal velocity, he would have broken every yeah, bone so, in his body. So hero is dead, is what I'm saying. But yeah. for some reason, he's not dead. Unfortunately, and, um, to which he wakes up and he's like, "Damn, I should have just let myself get killed." So <laughs> like, right, like, was he supposed to be unconscious and falling, or was he deliberately not pulling his parachute? I think he was no, trying to I commit suicide. Was, until he was she yelled to was that another until one? She yelled. Put a check on yeah. it. Because yeah. I thought he was just like unconscious, and then oh, he woke up and then pulled it. But like, no, no. Like, no. I think it was. As, as soon as he yeah. said, "Damn, I shouldn't have done it," I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> oh, what? He he was deliberately not pulling his parachute, and I was like, "Oh." All yeah, right. so Duo gets down onto the beach, and he immediately runs over and is like, you're a fucking suicidal idiot. Why the hell would you do that? But he helps Hero up because he's kind of limping, and they there's a boat waiting for them, so they go and climb on the boat. Um, we get a radio voiceover. Um, of The radio starts talking about how uh, there's mobile suits that are being made at this new facility, and there's got to be a whole ceremony for it. Like they've started The Alliance has started production on these Leo suits again, and this is like a big deal, I guess. Um, Zex is going to show up to the ceremony uh, he lands there on a ship it doesn't really matter there's a blimp there for some reason <laughs> Commander Bonaparte is complaining about the specials on the bin which sounds and, like a plot point from the Lego movie yeah they named him Commander Bonaparte yeah so he starts complaining about the specials and the narrator breaks in to fill us in on some backstory here uh, the specials are a special squad of mobile suit people that have advanced themselves through the Alliance military. Um, a lot of the people in the military distrust them because of their quick rise to power and none of their ambition. And also they're like aristocrats and very high society people with shitloads of money. And that's how they're yeah, yeah. Colonel all of their operation. Kushinara, which is the guy from earlier, he is the all- aristocrat that founded the specials. He is also a member of the Ro- Roma Feller, not the Rockefeller. Found- <laughs> Roma Feller Foundation, which is a bunch of risks of Royal Cap. They're venture capitalists. Or whatever. There are a whole bunch of rich, rich assholes. Basically, these are just the bourgeois assholes who are like they—they're into battle for the glory. Like yep. they think it's a glorious, noble thing where they'll get fame and fortune, and not—it's just war. Yeah. So I have a psychopath yeah. alert here. The specials are really good at fighting and making mobile suits. So they're so good, the alliance just lets them fight wherever they want with like no supervision or restraints. Nothing like, like a liter- paramilitary, like a, it's basically a paramilitary unit that can operate anywhere on Earth. Yeah. Except the problem is th- they also don't receive orders, I guess. They it's just, just do whatever, like, yeah. Yeah, just do what you want, guys. Have fun. You know, hope it works. <laughs> yeah, so their status has angered a lot of the military's veterans, including Bonaparte. And so everybody hates them, along with Zex, who is a member of them. Um we see uh, Zex go up to this mansion trying to get into it, and this listen dude's like, oh, you can't enter, and Zex gives him shit because Bonaparte doesn't like him. But a new guy named Walker comes and rides his bike up, and this Walker dude is totally death flagged from the instant you see him. <laughs> Walker, um, yeah. oh, I haven't seen you in years. Yeah, they Red do all that. Shirt. So they have a Red greeting. Shirt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Walker says they found the new machine for Zex. Uh, they go to this warehouse, and we see this cool-looking white mobile suit. Apparently, it was like a prototype suit. Uh, that they kind of got rid of because they didn't like it. 
It has like this fancy Roman centurion head and a jetpack. It looks really awesome. It's the tall geese. I, I like tall geese. Tall geese yeah, is like, yeah, cool yeah, yeah, Everybody the likes tall geese, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like tall geese. As far as like non-Gundam designs, it is absolutely yeah, like one of the Yeah, it's probably the best ones. suit design in the series. It's unique. It looks cool. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was originally a prototype suit, but like I'm going to appropriate the suit and use it for myself and all that. So it's cool. So Zex has his new suit. Uh, Walker, throughout this entire dialogue, thinks very highly of Zex. Um, he apparently was under him at some point, and Zex is like, oh, the Gundams are coming, this is what we need, and you also need to be careful. We see Bonaparte is trying to do ceremony shit. He launches in his blip, and Zex loads his tall geese into the ship. This is all a bunch of nothing. Uh, trying to skip ahead here. Um, the Red Gundam shows up. Yeah, so the base comes under attack. Uh, the airship is like, the guys in the airship are like, we should land. This airship is a huge target, but Bonaparte is getting mad at the troops alliance on, it's, this scene makes no fucking sense. Troa is in here with his heavy arms and blowing shit up. But, um, <laughs> it's weird because like, I guess he somehow and, got, and just on- to clarify, Troa's Gundam is like a minigun with two miniguns in the chest and also a hidden minigun in the legs and then a missile minigun in the butt. Like it's just <laughs> it's just it's a gun. It's just um, blow ammo Gundam. It's literally just this Gundam can be fired for ten seconds and then it takes six weeks to reload. <laughs> like that's what it is. Yeah, so um it's weird because it's Troa somehow like radioed himself into them talking about tactics and he well actually them about art of war shit. During this scene, I don't. Oh man, I hate this series. Walker tries to help Bonaparte and gets his blimp to leave, and then he goes and attacks the Red Gundam because he's death flagged. Zex uh, is loading the tall geese onto his ship, and he wants uh, the guy Otto, I think his name is, is like, oh, we can go fight the Red Gundam. But Zex is like, listen, I need you to protect this while we take off. The Red Gundam runs out of bullets, which seems like a huge design flaw, like you said. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the special Mook guy from before, uh, whatever his name was, Walker charges and he gets his... Troa thinks he's about to die, but all those rebel suits that we saw in the desert show up and save him. This is where we see that uh, Troa and the Quat guy with the sickle arm gun. Quatra. I'm going to say that wrong every single time. Uh, they... Quatra's like, you should, you know, surrender or whatever. But Troa's like, no, I'm not going to surrender at all. And so they, like, he charges... The, they uh, they have the a scythe gun, which is named Sandrock, I think. And, like, he just takes the hit in the in the side and, like, grabs both of Heavy Arm's, like, arms to, like, stop him because he doesn't want to fright, fight and he's the... Wrestle! Wrestle! <laughs> yeah, it's... And and then Quatra's like, no, wait, this is dumb. Why are, Why are we, we Gundams fighting? Quatra says something shockingly reasonable and steps out of his Gundam and says, wait, none of us have any motivation. Why are yeah. we fighting? Why are of, we fighting? The writers forgot to give any of us a reason to fight. Why are we doing this? And then they're just kind of like, oh, you're right. There's literally no reason for us to fight. And then they don't. Yeah, so yeah. Troa gets out of his Gundam with his hands up and surrenders, but Quatra is like, no, it is I who surrender. And like, this whole scene is like very Ken Love Bloom on the battlefield. It's weirdly shot and <laughs> And, like, they're trying to make a deal out of the relationship which doesn't exist between these two characters. It's... It's yeah. weird. Anyway... Let's finish uh, this episode. Yeah, sorry, I'm rambling. Duo, uh, we gotta cut the duo. He's on that barge tugboat he saw from before. He somehow got it so it lifted up both Wayne and Deathside out of the water where they got blown up by torpedoes. They're fine. And while he's doing this, we have another psychopath alert. Hero is on his back on the 
this tugboat barge and he's fucking around with his legs and Duel looks over and he is forcing his broken femur back into place. Like he's setting his own bones as he rolls around on the ground, which is not And Duel is just like, God damn it. Yeah, Yeah, uh, they mentioned it earlier in the hospital, uh, but they actually do give you a direct number for Hero, which is very dumb, and they shouldn't have, because they're like, like, yeah, he's bruised all over, and he has over like 200 breaks in his bones, and like all this stuff, and I'm like, he's a jelly boy at that point, like, there's no functional mass in his body, like, he needs a skeleton, I don't care how tough he is. No, it's okay, because he makes a splint with a dirty rag and a wrench, and that somehow sets his femur. Perfect. Oh, my God. Episode four. Uh, same recap of four. It also shows Quattro and uh, Troa surrendering. The title is The Victorian Nightmare. Uh, Zex's ship. He's on a ship. Uh, his shuttle thing. The tall geese is inside. They're getting word from the base uh, that the one they just left is half destroyed and the Gundam's left before reinforcement showed up. Um, mm-hmm. They're on their way to a new base, which is Victoria Base. Uh, we get a call from this woman named Noin. Um, she knows Zex, and it'd be through this dialogue, it's very obvious that they know each other, and she has a thing for him. Um, she she's has like, stalker photos of him. Yeah, that comes up later. <laughs> um, she's like, oh, you're called the Lightning Baron now. And Zex is like, I don't like that title. It makes me a target of attention. They can come after me, whatever. Uh, she is a ins- pilot instructor, and she's a real good soldier or whatever. And Zex, they talk about her love for space and whatever. Um, we get a montage of her commanding some students in some zero G situation and like she's strict, but fair. It's, it's supposed to gain empathy towards her. Um, she knows that it's been a very long time since she last saw Zex and this cements in the fact that she's kind of weird oh, and stalkerish. She knows the exact number of days since she last <laughs> yep. saw Zex. One year, 22 days, Zex. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we cut over the Wufei who's staring off a cliff into the distance longingly and then he rides his motorcycle down the 60 degree incline. Um, we see that the Alliance Intel has lost location of that dragon suit, the Shenlong Gundam. Oh, weird. Um, He's Zex right thinks, here. Yeah, Zex thinks that it's going to try to go to Victoria Base and blow shit up because uh, there's He's new Taurus suits there. Uh, Noin and Zex are the top two students at this Victoria school, so it's like where all the new people are <laughs> trained and that's where they're going to go uh, defend. Uh, Noin is saying that it's always uh, Noin is always trying to be second to make Zex look better. Again, she has a weird thing for him. And then we cut over to her apartment where she has the weird stalker photos of him. They are weird stalker photos. It's not like photos of the two of them together. It's like photos of Zex. Like he wasn't paying attention to the camera. Yeah, She took like surreptitious photos of this dude. And basically they just have them catch up for a little bit. And then they have a discussion of human life value. And she basically just dead ass says like, oh, yeah, I train a bunch of troops and, oh, I don't need to worry about that. None of my troops are ever going to die. <laughs> That's a bit later, but yeah. Like, yeah, but he's like, well, no, but I mean, like, it's all that really happens, honestly. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then just kind of is like, oh, you know, oh, well, he, Zex immediately is like, oh, that's dumb. You're definitely going to have some of them die. And she's like, no. Nah. So they die. <laughs> <laughs> it should be noted that, like, this is after Zex shows up the base. And I guess this is supposed to be the officer's lounge, but it looks like a really bad karaoke bar because, like, yeah. there's lights going on, like, flashing, strobing. They got some Vaseline on the lens and shit. It's weird. And, like, that's what triggers this discussion is he's just like, this is a very bizarre place in a military base. She's like, oh, you know, I want my guys to have some fun is all. And she's, he's, or, you know, Zex like don't get too attached they're probably all going to die and she's like my men will never die 
<laughs> and then it's even weirder because during all this conversation, Zex gets a phone call from Otto, his buddy guy, and the Otto's just telling him, listen, the tall geese is really awesome. We're doing a good job on it and, you know, just filling him in. And then, like, as he's on the phone, she is sitting on the bar stool behind Zex, and then she's tapping her dress sword into Zex's dress sword in, like, the weirdest flirting I've ever seen. Yeah, she starts so... bouncing her eyebrows for 30 straight seconds. Yeah, show me your sword, Zex. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed like it, this is someone who does not know what phone sex is trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's sex if I talk to him on the phone, right? That's that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get a cut. Uh, the dormitories at this military base blow up. Uh, it's obvious that Wufei has just blown up a bunch and of... And, like, not just the dormitories blowing up. Every single door had an explosive placed on it. Yeah, he killed, like, everyone in there. Yeah, uh, so Noines uh, realizes that this was a targeted attack on her students. She vows revenge, uh, takes command, and starts getting uh, all the suits, the Taurus suits, loaded onto these ships, and you start leading the defense. She's very proactive in this. Um... So eventually, somehow she finds uh, the the saboteur who's Wufei using some heat sensors or something. He's running out of the base on his motorcycle. Um, she goes and gets into her Gundam to chase him. Uh, as she gets in the Gundam chase, she also tells some of her underlings to get this giant space laser thing to shoot him for some reason. Because she, I guess, she. What thinks- I love too is the guys who get it. They're like, "But that's if we fire that on Earth and not in space, it'll overheat." And she's like cool we only need one shot which i do really like for that reason. <laughs> it's like yo if we blow up this gundam it does not matter how much that bullet costs they'll be happy <laughs> yeah. so uh she eventually catches up to wufei on the motorcycle she shoots near him and he flies like 500 feet off his motorcycle he should have eaten shit but he's fine um so he gets up he has his hands up like he's surrendering she calls him a coward for attacking the soldiers instead of their suits uh, Wu Fei surrenders and then gets very misogynistic. Yes. Uh, oh, you're a woman. Yeah. In the most condescending talking. tone possible. As long as like, oh my god, it's just a kid, and he's like, oh, you're a wombs. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he gets very misogynistic and taunts her. Somehow kicks a bag, a satchel bag of flashbangs into the air, and it goes off. So he can get on his motorcycle while the Gundam's like monitors are fucked up. Um. All the other, god damn it! Uh, she's all the others are about to shoot Wufei with the lasers because he has gotten in his Gundam right now. But she tells him to stop and is like, "Why do you want us to stop?" He's like, "Because he's a he's a kid. We can't shoot a kid." And then Wufei is like, "Fuck this!" and chops both of the Gundams that are holding this laser or chop, chops well, both of the suits. Like, he answers the question. They're like, "Why not?" And Wufei's like, "Cause she's a woman." And then <sighs> chops them in half. Like, like it's they, they needed to make sure that you knew that this kid is a real fucking jackass. Yeah, that you fucking Not hate once, this kid. but twice. You hate this kid. Yeah, so he chops off both of the suits that are holding the giant laser and knocks her suit out of the sky and goes over and gets the laser. Meanwhile, back on base, Zek has double parked his ship in front of these transport <laughs> aircraft. Um, the guy who's loading these ships uh, are yelling. It's like, listen, we need to get these off the ground. Move your ship. And Zex is like, calmer than you are, bro. You shouldn't be doing this with a, with a head full bro, of madness Bro, that's a terrible decision. Yeah. Zex, once again, completely correct. Yeah, he will actually all the time. I hate this. So the guy <laughs> is like, well, fine. We're going to take off the other aircraft. And so this big uh, cargo-looking airplane... Goes and takes itself off with these suits in it, but Wufei has taken the giant fuck-off laser and blows the aircraft out of the sky. Um, 
the transport guy on the ground is, you know, panicked and shocked. And, of course, Zex is very smug about all this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's... <laughs> Uh, so Bufe uh, gets in his Gundam, he goes and leaves, and he's like, I don't kill women and children, as he leaves two Noin. Or weaklings. weaklings. Women and weaklings, yeah, And then it. I think the other one was like, women or bleeding hearts, yes. is what he said in the English <laughs> yeah. localization, which was very bizarre, but yeah. Yeah, so Noin is in her broken suit, and she's very upset with herself. Um, we go back to the barge, we- where Duo and Hero are trying to fix both of their suits, because he torpedoed them. Uh, Duo is offering Hero help to fix the suit, but Hero's like brushing him off, saying he doesn't want anybody to touch it. Like aggressively and angrily. Don't brushing touch him my off, suit. Like, like Duo's like, hey, you know, I could get some guys. We can help you out. Like, we can order some parts for you. Like, we'll get this fixed up, man. Like, it's cool. I saved it. We got this. And then but Hero's just like, don't touch my fucking suit. And he's like, okay, all are right, you then. all right, man? <laughs> he's just like, I don't need it. And he's like, well, it's impossible to fix a suit in one night, you know, and you don't even have parts. And Hero just looks at him. He's like, "Impossible for you, maybe." And it's like, <laughs> ugh, such a he's jackass. The worst. He's, he's awful. fucking awful. I hate him. Yeah, Woodface so Hero... the worst. Hero's the second worst. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hero uh, gets a call in his Gundam. It's a new mission objective for him. He needs to blow up some transportation ship or whatever containing Gundanium alloy. And he's like, "I'll do it tomorrow." And this is where Duo's like, "You can't fix that in a night." You don't have the parts, you idiot. And then, like, Duo notices they have very similar mission objectives and, like, hey, who are you anyway? Like, he never thought about who this guy was. That has a Gundam just like his? <laughs> Not a Oh my god, this next scene. <laughs> Meanwhile, this was my favorite scene of the whole week. I'm, it took an hour is, and 20 minutes for another here. psychopathic gesture. We have Relena on a beach cliff yelling to the ocean at a sunset. And yelling, I quote, I'm right over here, so hurry and come kill me. Hero! (laughs) Again, I I would still say, oh, honey. Once again, talking to someone who isn't there. He's not here. And this scene makes no sense. It doesn't go anywhere. She's yelling at the sky. There's no one. Where did this boy go? This is my anger cliff. I go here to express my emotions. Um, So we're back in another military meeting of Trier's and all of his buddies. Uh, They're saying that the enemy's uh, mechs are made of Gundanium alloy and they can only be made in space. Therefore, the space colonies are making these Gundams. Um, The General Septum's sitting there and he's like, listen, well, if the colonies send shit down, we won't have to disarm all of my troops. This is great for me. I love having military. (laughs) I love murder and death. Yeah. Uh, Darlin's there too. Uh, He says... uh, just because a few people on the colony send down murderous robots doesn't mean everybody on the colonies want to send down murderous robots. <laughs> not all colonists. Yeah, not all colonists. It's like, we just need to deal with these Gundam attacks. Uh, the colonies want peace, but they also don't want the militaries being into their affairs. You can't, you see, they have valid grievances, you know. Of course, the military guys near him start accusing Darlin of being a spy for the colonies since he is being sympathetic to them. Uh, Septim stands up and says, uh, gets Darlin to leave because Darlin's, you know, not smart i don't know what they're going with this darlin says like can't you see you're the ones that are trying to start the war here by your militarization and all that this next scene is fantastic hard cut hard cut to yes. the top of a hill on the top of this hill there was like a roman style like acropolis building and inside that building there is a jacuzzi and trays is there <laughs> completely new taking a bubble bath yes 
I didn't put a psychopathic alert on this one because maybe he just likes bubble baths on top of the hill. But <laughs> I don't this know. Is like, yeah, no, that's the thing. This is, like, is for the ladies. I look at this, I was like, I would like to be in this situation as well. <laughs> yeah. Like that, there's nothing psychopathic. It's just more. This is just. It's excessive. It's excessive. <laughs> very, yeah. Else. yeah. So. Um, he was saying that Zex leaked some news to get the Alliance in a tizzy, and now they're all gun horny for war. Um, while he's taking this bubble bath, he's being watched by his secretary, who is Lady Un. Um, she has glasses and like kind of like bun style hair, and is very uptight and very. Yeah, the big round glasses that let you know she's serious about yeah, everything. Yeah, she's very serious about everything. Um, he asks Un to have Darlin taken care of. Um, she says, yes, sure. And then also I'll get you more rose fragrant for the next time you take a bath. And then Trace does like this sexy stretch. It's like, mm, that sounds great. I'm telling you, it's for the ladies. <laughs> it's very for the ladies in that scene. <laughs> What's for the men in this show? <laughs> and like, normally, everything else. Normally it's everything else, but in this show, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure who this is for. I don't know who this is. Yeah, I don't know who the target audience oh, is for this one. Almost so, there. Back on the barge, uh, Duo is watching Hero do repairs to his Gundam, and he's like, oh, fuck this guy. I'm going to bed. He's not going to make all the suit fixed in one night. We cut to the next morning, and we hear a loud noise. It's the wing Gundam taking off from the barge. Uh, Duo's like, wow, he actually did it. I can't believe he did it. And then one of his friends is like, he took all the parts from your suit. And, and Duo's so, like, wah, wah. Uh, yeah. So we get to see Wing Gundam Wing uh, fly off towards that shuttle. He needs to blow up. He shoots it with the laser. It blows up. And then he laughs like a psychopath again. He, this is like, like a lot of times I hear people describe like, oh, they laughed like a crazy person. And it, I, I look at the actual video and they're kind of just like, Haha, after like a bad thing. No, this is literally like holding his face like, Ah-ha-ha-ha-ha, like after murdering a bunch of people. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come kill me! <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> somebody come kill this! <laughs> Meanwhile, elsewhere in the desert, Quatch is uh, in like a tent, and he's playing the violin for Troa, who is just standing there. It's really uncomfortable. And then it's, Troa it's, goes to like a cabinet and gets a flute out, and they play a duet. And it's and, even weirder because this is all with like music dubbed over it. But the flute comes in before Troa goes and gets the flute. <laughs> yeah, and the music doesn't stop when Karcher stops playing the violin. It keeps going. And I don't mean to sound this in a derogatory way, but it is very gay. The way it they're is. playing this. It, the the oh, way yeah. they do it, they try and present it like it's a cool thing, but it's very much just kind of like a... This is just very personal, and it's very out of nowhere. This one's for the music school kids. Like, uh, it's these two people who have been presented in nothing but murder context, including Troa, who literally has just been, like, mathematically calculating about murder. And then the other guy who's like, "Mm, I don't really like murder, but... Oh well, <laughs> that's if, the character so far. If and one, of them, one of them was a girl, play. there is no way this would totally be a romance scene. Like the two, yes. like that's one of them saying. playing like, the music and the other female, one joining yeah. in. It is yeah. absolutely a romantic scene for it's the two of them. Presented as a romantic scene, yeah. Like it is, it is using the shell of a romantic scene, and they just like, I don't know. It's just baffling. two dudes it, jamming out. It's so baffling. <laughs> um. Back on the base, uh, Zex is there, and uh, Noah, Noin's uh, broken-ass suit comes 
uh, repair or it, someone drops it off. I don't remember how it fucking gets there. Um, she's feeling super down about it. And Zex is like, well, if you can make jokes, you're okay. And then Zex is like, listen, I know you're kind of fucked up here. Uh, come join me. Uh, we can go to space. and It'll be cool. And she's awesome with that. Cause she wants to fuck him. Um, and then the last scene recurring, of the show. Recurring theme, yes. In the last scene of the show, in another psychopathic alert, Wu Fei is walking through the forest and is surrounded by a pack of hyenas. And then he just shouts at them, Get out of my sights, you weaklings! And they leave. That's it. That's the scene. And he's like, I feel empty after feeling weak enemies. And then yells at the moon. And Jesus. Yellows. Oh, so, everybody. Before we set out on this journey, Kubo asked us to keep track of all of our characters' yeah. motivations. Does anyone have anything <laughs> other than just question marks or yeah. a That's war? With all question I have, marks? beside literally every name, is question mark, question mark, question mark. I, I think everyone other than Hero has uh, destroy military bases. Yeah, so the four of them destroy military bases. Mm. That's pretty obvious. But that's about it. That's yeah, not really motivation. That's just what they're doing. I don't <laughs> yeah, know exactly. why that's they're true. doing that. Yeah, we don't know why at all. And also, like, again, all we have for the war is just, like, a narrator being like, there's colonies and also Earth and people are being subjugated and they don't like it. And that's it. But then I, like, I'm still, there was a good two episodes there where I wasn't sure what side Death Side Gundam was on. <laughs> like, I was, yes. I was yeah. having serious trouble piecing together who Gundam for what side. I was like, I thought they were all on the same side, but they're but not they really don't acting know like about it. each other. And they don't know about each other, so it's even weird. Four more episodes next week, baby. <laughs> Will yeah. any of our questions be answered? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. Good night. Next week on. Space anime, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>